0: Hello and welcome to the Kill Your Gods podcast. My name is Jesse Dram and I am your host. And guys, I got fucking married. It's weird, kind of. Yeah, uh, we're back after a break. You wouldn't know it. I put out all those Game of Thrones episodes. Let me turn my volume up just a smidgen here. There we go. Maybe? Hello, hello. Okay, there it is. Yeah, um, yeah me and Perry got married. I put out all those Game of Thrones episodes. The wedding went as well. As could be hoped. Hey, if you want to send us a wedding present, jessiedram at venmo.com. She doesn't need to know about the wedding present. Um, yeah, it went fucking beautiful. Um, I cried a lot because I'm, I'm an emotional boy full of love. But yeah, we had a small one. We did it in her friend's parents' backyard in Lawrence, New Jersey. Uh, Sheila Gorgeous Well, Watch social media We actually haven't publicly announced it yet But this podcast is kind of like My fucking diary So it just comes out But yeah, if you follow me on Twitter Instagram, Facebook All at Jesse Dram You'll see uh, some photos come up soon I don't, I don't know You like me bitching about Infinite Jest And other things But I don't know if you give a shit about me being married But In case you do, it'll be up there. Just follow me. I don't know. Uh, Upcoming. Oh, well, my guest this week is Drew Montana. Drew is a local Philadelphia comedian, as are most of my guests. He is not a fan of the Beatles, and we get into it. You can catch him every Monday night at the Raven Lounge for the Do Rag and Deer Tag podcast. Monday nights at the Raven Lounge in Philadelphia. That's at 20th and Sansom. No charge. You get great shit. You get the live do rag to do-your-tag podcast. You get a live comment Well, you're there. I would hope it's live. I wouldn't want to be dead. You get a comedy showcase, and every week you have a roast battle. I found out in this episode I am the number 17 ranked roast battler in the city of Philadelphia. So, fuck yeah. I am all about that. Mediocrity. What what? Uh, you can also check him out May 19th. He will be performing in Philly's Funniest at Helium. Not that far from Raven, but yeah, those are, uh, I think those are $5 tickets. We're trying to crown who is the funniest comedian in all of Philadelphia for the year of our Lord 2021. I will be there. You can catch me there June 15th. If you want to come out and support I'm going to try, there's four rounds in this thing. If I can get to round three, I will be happy. But yeah, come check me out of there. June 4th, I will be at the Flying Fish Brewery. I am running a monthly showcase, hopefully, if this one goes well. As of right now, it is free. That is in Somerdale, New Jersey. So if you live in the surrounding area, Deptford, Belmar, Runnymede, Lawnside, Stratford, Lindenwald, Gloucester, anywhere, come down and come check out some uh, some people you've heard on the podcast. I'm going to be having Pete Eckenroth, Matt people Steve Bickle Ellie Summerling Aaron Bell okay Aaron Bell is the only person I've had on this podcast I am full of shit and I am sorry for that but it's going to be a real fun show um great you know beer from the people the flying fish brewery come out that's in Summerdale New Jersey for the rest of this month I think I'm doing another pop punk episode next week and then the week after that we're going to do a new metal episode and then I'm uncertain what's going to happen for June. June is either going to, we're either going to dip back into the Bible or we're going to do nineties uh, kids movies month, which I had no intention of doing. And then I saw the movie house arrest was on Amazon prime and God, I love that stupid, stupid movie. So that could be a lot of fun. Either way, check it out. Send me a message at Jesse at gmail.com. Let me know what you're into. too. Um, shit. Yeah that's it let's get into the episode drew montana hates the beatles and the beatles don't care for him either i don't know if i do a good that sounds exactly i i sound exactly like john lennon to myself now that one's a little more ringo i'm not good at this bye
1: i am he as you are he as you are me we are all together See how they run like pigs from a gun See how they fly I'm crying Sitting on a cornflake Waiting for the van to come Corporation t-shirts Stupid bloody Tuesday man You bit a naughty boy You let your face grow long I am the Eggman They are the Eggman Tube,
0: that's fucking new that's okay new. <laughs> uh yo kill your gods podcast we are here with a very funny friend of mine comedian drew montana how you doing drew
2: jesse what is up brother how we doing
0: doing good man doing good on this sunday morning this is the first new episode i've recorded in weeks and uh much like comedy i'm convinced like i completely forgotten how to do any of this <laughs>
2: yeah i honestly i forgot this was happening i woke up at 10 30 and at 10 31 you said are you ready to do the pod i said let's figure it out
0: yeah that that is my own fault because i sent you a message saying like yeah let's do like 10 30 11 and then i hopped on at 10 30 like oh we never decided whether it was 10 30 or or 11
2: yeah so no in your defense i forgot about both of those times so i'm happy to be here though (laughs) nice
0: So, before we get started, uh, where can we find you? What are you doing on social media? Promote whatever you want.
2: Um, Thank you, man. I'm doing... Promote
0: promote the blunt you are rolling as we speak.
2: (laughs) This blunt is about to get smoked. Go follow that. Um, Just at DRU underscore Montana, at Drew Montana on everything. Um, And then at Do Rag and the Deer Tag. We do that live at Raven every Monday. Um, It's a good time. Come check that out.
0: Yeah, I've been promoting the place because obviously I've been there recently for the roast battles. One, uh, one went in my favor; the other one, not as much, dude. Sam Pratchet fucking smoked me. I was not ready for that.
2: She's a beast, man. She's gonna end up winning the whole tournament, I think. Um, dude, if you want real quick, you are officially ranked. Where's the rankings?
0: Oh, there's rankings now in the roast battle. I mean, well, wait the the one that I won wasn't that just an exhibition, or does that count in my favor? Oh, you
2: you count to the rankings, baby. Perfect. You All are right. 17th, the 17th best roaster in the city of Philadelphia.
0: I can live with that. I can that's live with solid, that. I feel good. That's a solid ranking. Uh, now, hold on, hold on. Uh, is this 17th out of 17?
2: No, it's out of 41.
0: I can live with that. All right. I would if like- this makes
2: like- you feel good, Rob Cruz is ranked 21st.
0: That makes me feel much better, okay. Yep. <laughs> this would be a perfect time to announce my retirement from roast battle. I wanted to give it up not at a peak but right at the middle where I uh, I feel comfortable, not really seen but what we're here to talk about today, so kill your gods is where we uh, you know we discuss and nitpick fandoms and shit people like that we don't understand and today I think this is the first one where the guest has has a beef that I don't really agree with you are not a fan less than a fan i would say of the beatles i concur um no so who who failed you in this regard <laughs> was it your mother your father your teachers or society as a whole that led you to this decrepit state
2: i'm gonna go with society as a whole um my oh, my parents listen to like Southern rock more. My mom's not big on you. She listens to like audiobooks oh. and shit. That's right. My you, and I, listened- you,
0: you and I were talking about the virtues of uh, Leonard Skinner deep cuts outside yeah.
2: of Raven. Yeah, I agree. dude, it's funny because I um I actually just started listening to those yesterday, and they're all dope. Hmm. Um. Yeah. So I feel like just society as a whole. Like I remember my first experience with the Beatles was the "I Want to Hold Your Hand" song, mm-hmm. and I was like, "This is dope." And that was when I was like seven, and then after that, it it progressively got worse. And I think I also <laughs> I wanted to just be a hater for the sole purpose of being a hater. And I then understand. the more it I researched, fun to hate. yeah. And then the more I researched them, I'm like, I want to track down these remaining members and choke them out.
0: <laughs> it's, it's funny you say that because like one of the worst ones that uh, so you're you're obviously into into hip hop, and this is gonna come up a few times. In this podcast, but uh one of the things I love, I just remember like moms and shit being like, "Ah, oh, these are rappers." And whenever I say rappers, I am thinking '90s to 2000s because that's the last time I was really interacting with pop culture enough that I knew what was. Pop- I know, like, is is Trippy Red still big right now?
2: Trippy Red's the man.
0: Okay, he's like the only newer guy I'm really aware of. Se- that's like not not like six nine in in the zeitgeist. Yeah, but, yeah. uh, I just remember these fucking moms all talking. I'm like, oh, they're they're such bad role models for their community. and it's like John Lennon.
2: Yeah,
0: but like John Lennon was straight up like, yeah, I smack my wife sometimes. she needs it. Yeah, like he he was a I I would say, just as much as he was a virtuoso of music, he was quite a virtuoso of hitting women, not quite like Turner levels, but like that's something people just kind of forget in like the peace and love shit.
2: Yeah. Well, also the 70s, like the 60s, 70s, which is crazy. It wasn't that long ago, but that was like, Mm -hmm. that was get your ass in the kitchen and Mm -hmm. wear the apron era. And I feel like the end of the 70s is kind of when women were like, no, we want to have normal jobs and not get slapped when the chicken isn't at (laughs) perfect temperature. And we're like, yeah, you can do that. Yeah. And
0: then there's John Lennon, not on my watch. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Well they were hypocrites too, man like the um oh John Lennon know, was a
0: huge hypocrite,
2: yeah, I know he was big on like peace and love, and then, like you said, he's out here smacking his wife, um who's the other one Paul McCartney I read something that he was like like when they were um big, I guess when they were at the height of their relevancy
1: mm.
2: um, he was huge on like um capitalism is bad and like basically wow. like he was promoting all this shit like donate your money to the poor and don't live beyond your means and paul mccartney's lived in a hundred million dollar house for the past 50 years Mm -hmm. well
0: not only that there was a thing at the time uh really like interesting subset of rock and roll history just because this era the 60s and 70s we have so many people coming in from uh, england and the uk but during this time, the the tax rates were so huge in the UK that, like, as soon as you made any money, you moved the fuck to Spain or Italy or something like that. Like, it's hilarious. You hear people complain now, like, you know, uh, if you get really rich, your tax rate is 50%. Like, in Britain, if you made over, like, a million dollars, your tax rate was literally 90% of your income. So That's if, insane. Yeah. So it was some bullshit, but it is kind of, I don't know. It it is a little tricky with, like, John Lennon. Like, you know, imagine there's no
2: money. Like, motherfucker, you're singing that at a
0: $4,000
2: piano. Oh, yeah. Sell that. Feed somebody. (laughs) And I'm bad for, I guess, pointing even that out because I'd be a hypocrite in that situation. But I wouldn't. yeah. I also wouldn't um, promote the message of, yeah, I'm not going to spend this money on myself. I'm going to donate it to charities. And, like, I would let you all know, like, listen, I'm hooping now. I'm Mm balling. But, But dude, why? You brought up a good point. Why do, um... Why do most good rock musicians come from England or come from the UK? Uh,
0: There's a few reasons for that. I mean, I think part of it, so if we're doing the evolution of rock and roll, I know know a lot of people, they try to say that like we straight up stole it from black people, which really don't think is the case because what it was was we had blues, blues evolved into R&B. And then with Elvis, he kind of mixed that with like, he basically mixed it with like the country of the time like rockabilly. Yeah. And I say he mixed it. He barely wrote any of it, but like he he brought he brought the swag to it. So the reason it particularly took off in England is uh this was still a time when obviously we don't have anything digital. Everything needs to like physically come into your hands. Right. And I know at least in like Liverpool, which is where the Beatles are from, that was like a big port city. So literally it rock and roll got huge there because that's where like the ships with the records were coming in. Okay. So like they got it first before the entire country.
2: Dude, it's crazy how simplistic things could be. Like I'm, I'm wondering why they didn't uh, or why it happened over there. And it's simply because they were located near boats. Oh yeah.
0: Dude, that happens a lot. Like, yeah, dude. one of the reasons the Beatles were so fucking big. So before they released any albums and they were just a band, they got uh they basically got a gig playing a dance bar in hamburg germany which again is only like oh it was only there because it was right across the channel it was like a hop skip and a jump because of where they exactly were but it's still mind like fucking when they were doing that george harrison was only like 15 the guitarist he was only like 15 years old and like at 15 like hey, you know hey mom i'm going to go i'm going to go to a different country and play five shows a night in a german cellar and it's just like, yeah, okay, whatever. Get the fuck out of my house. They were fine with
2: it. That's insane. I didn't know that. How So how old were they during their peak? This is another thing I, I learned and I was going to bring up later, but I think it makes sense now. Um, people consider them on this pedestal, right? Like a lot of people consider the Beatles the greatest of all time. They only had seven years together. Yeah. Like the four core members only had seven years together.
0: Yeah. And not only that,
2: is that enough to create a dynasty? I guess it is, but like,
0: well, I I think part of it is they were definitely they were building the mold as they went. Just because, so there had been bands that like got huge. I think the big difference, well, well there there were two things. Um, it's funny, I almost got in a it, it, not a fight, an argument with uh Malachi, Malachi airs over this.
2: I think just, you could beat him in a fight. Don't ooh, don't argue him next time. Just fight him. We'll see. We'll see. No kidding. <laughs> I love Malachi.
0: <laughs> you know, I didn't want to talk Malachi. I didn't want to fight Malachi, but now that you're
2: like pumping me up a little bit, yeah, fuck him. I could take him on. Hillary Gods part two, Malachi <laughs> Airs.
0: <laughs> well, actually, he he wants to come on and yell at me for shitting on anime. So that okay. that battle will come. But uh Who will
2: lose. I'm telling you. He's the worst person to argue with. Yeah, but he'll convince gonna... you that you love it by the end of the show. They're like, <laughs> you know what? You're right. Him That's and Frank. A... All right, well frank frank way.
0: frank could sell snow to an eskimo which i don't yeah. i don't think we're allowed to say anymore i think eskimo is racist now
2: but whatever Dude, you know uh side note my my venmo name is drew the eskimo not trying to plug things but it's <laughs> been that since like 2012 and or like whenever venmo came yeah, out i didn't know venmo went that far back whenever it was I, was I was in college for it but somebody told me the other day they were like you you still use that name and i'm like what is it wrong but yeah, I might change that soon.
0: Yeah. So hey, tell them if they send you enough money, you'll change it
2: exactly. Sure.
0: <laughs> but uh, Malachi had posted something. I think he was actually shitting on the Beatles specifically, but he'd said something like, "Man, all they did was you know steal black music, etc." And the uh, I feel like the Beatles are the worst ones to make that argument on because so the two things where they were innovative was one they were the first pop stars that were writing their own songs like. Every now and again, one of them would write, they'd write a single and then like every other band would do a cover of it. But the Beatles were the first, like we're writing all of our own material. And the other thing with the Beatles is they were the first ones to like grow with their audience. Like everybody else would be, you know, they'd release their single and then they just try to keep it going as long as they could. And the Beatles were just like, "Uh, I'm done with this. I want to hold your hand. Shit. I'm doing acid and stuff now. I don't want to talk about hand holding. Yeah. So it it was the first band where, like, if you like them at 12, suddenly you're 17 years old and they're still relevant to you because they they change with the times.
2: Wait, so that's that's what I meant to ask earlier. How old were all of them during their peak? Was George the youngest?
0: Yeah, by the time the Beatles broke up, I think only one of them was 30 years old. Wow. Yeah, they were... uh, I mean, I I think that they were particularly good songwriters. And it's funny because it was just Paul and uh, John. But like, uh, uh, critics today would consider George Harrison to be one of the best wrong uh, songwriters ever. But he was in a band with two of the best of all time. So they were just like, he's like, you know, hey, I have a song. It's called Here Comes the Sun. They're like, yeah, fuck you. Let let, let the big boys do the work. (laughs) Yeah. So just, it's, you know what, there could actually be a lot of parallels made to, like, uh, Michael Jordan, where there were, like, some great people playing with Michael Jordan, who in any other era would have been, like, the number one, but, like, nobody was competing with that guy. If you were in the league while you were with him, it was always a race for number two.
2: Yeah, no, I think, and it's cool, that's why there's people that are are like Michael Jordan and, like, LeBron James, where you're like, yeah, you could be the second best now, but won't be the first best but also i i heard they did steal a lot of their music all right well but let me me, what have you heard about that um all right so i don't know how uh confirmed this article is from internet is in oh but it sounds legit (laughs) that that that,
0: that is a respected uh journal (laughs) yeah
2: it's a good source um but no, in this article I read, that, or this blog I read, I guess, it said uh, early recordings might as well be might as well be admitted plagiarizations of countless American artists from Carl Perkins to the Supremes to Roy Orbison and especially Buddy Holly.
0: I mean, well, I, I think they were saying they were cribbing the style a little bit, but they were, I, I, I would agree with that. The early stuff is, uh, that, that is when they had the era of like doing a lot of cover songs like yeah but they evolved with that I, I don't know i feel like they brought something unique to it because like one of the weird aspects is they were also they were british guys but the american culture was so popular at the time that they were trying to uh emulate that a little bit so you get this weird pastiche of english people trying to be american selling to americans
2: right and that makes sense because you're playing to your audience but is that so did they write their hits or did they have a writing team, do you think?
0: Uh, uh no no, they they never had a writing team. I think like so the very early albums, they were they were like covering their favorites. They were covering uh you know Chuck Berry. Um, I don't know of any Carl Perkins songs, but I know Roy Orbison. Yeah, I don't think they ever did a Roy Orbison song. They might have, but they were like cheesy. Songs. Do you remember um The Wedding Singer, the movie? Yes. So you remember, there's the old lady in that movie, and Adam Sandler's character is teaching her a song to sing a song for her uh, anniversary. So that was as like old stand. It's called "Till There Was You," and I think the the Beatles did a cover of that at one point. But uh, still, that that I don't know that that's like I don't t- consider covers aren't stealing. Yeah, no, it's not like those people were not getting paid for their right. stuff, you know.
2: Yeah. Well, and it, it's kinda like to um to bring it back to hip hop, I mean Drake's one of the greatest rappers of all time. And there's always gonna be questions around who's writing his music because those have brought into been brought into relevancy before. But it, it gets to the point where like like after you listen to like ten great albums, you're like, What am I what am I hating on? Like am I just I can't be a hater after you put out ten great albums. Mm-hmm. There, like, there's a- point, now I just sound dumb.
0: But not, nah, dude. There's a there's a weird evolution in hip hop culture, and one I think that happened over a, a, as an outside observer, somebody who listens to some hip hop but not a lot, dude. I started listening to Wu Tang five fucking years ago. Like I'm late yeah. to the party, <laughs> but uh, it seemed overnight, suddenly audiences didn't care about like the real aspect mm. of it because like Drake, it, Drake is a fucking child star. I watched DeGrassi; right. he was there. Fucking Rick Ross was a was a prison corrections officer who stole a lot from fucking inmates there and made his whole backstory. Like what, what happened there that people suddenly stopped? It went from like total legitimacy to like, we are not even pretending to care anymore.
2: I think it's just, it's all about the art with it. I think people just disconnected the art from what it really is at that point. And they're like, Drake's different because Drake doesn't portray that through his music. He doesn't Mm. like, he'll, he'll admit to being in Degrassi and just, it, like his whole songs are about like fucking women and having a ton of money but like rick ross he does portray that gangster shit still and it's a lot of people most of the rappers that's what they're into and they're not really living that but like i said i think people are just disconnecting the art from the person now and they're like oh the mm-hmm. the beat in the background is hard he's talking about shooting people i'm into it and like yeah. it could be fucking anybody six nine is a perfect example i thought he was going to be done and he's selling out everywhere he goes in florida see, and he just it, took down a whole gang like <laughs> see,
0: th- i think that kind of shows just how like even the real guys are also kind of fake now because in another time like he'd be he'd be fucking dead but it's like eh, yeah. you know what nobody really wants the heat is this really worth anything to
2: us yeah well also yeah that's you can't kill six nine he's followed by instagram lives all day well, anytime I, people I mean, see him they're pulling up their camera so
0: that that didn't that didn't help uh triple x temptation.
2: true true but also i don't think he like at this point people want six nine to die you know what i mean they're like mm-hmm. they're waiting for i bet there's like there's a countdown clock somewhere on that guy's line oh, you,
0: you could probably make some good money on an online gambling site trying to figure yeah. out like when he'll make it to yeah But, you know, I'm actually fine with that legitimacy thing being lost. As somebody who listens to fucking heavy metal, like, yeah, none of the bands I listen to. Well, there's one that's like a murderer. But other than that, like these guys talking about blood and death and shit. And mostly they're like dorks that play
2: World of Warcraft. Right. Yeah. And yeah. And then again, there's also people like Marilyn Manson who really tie people up and slit their throats till they slowly bleed out. So.
0: Yeah th- this is a long running theory of mine as as somebody Marilyn Manson was very much like I was the picked on weirdo kid I am a big believer that anytime a nerd gets a little bit of power they're immediately going to use it to
2: hurt somebody else Yeah I could see that he, there's no way that guy had friends growing up
0: No no Oh <laughs> dude w- wouldn't it be even sicker to just find out like he was fucking Fucking el- yeah exactly <laughs> like offensive lineman for for the yeah. team but then he just got really into the shit he's like i'm just gonna not eat and get super skinny yeah <laughs> and get all the chicks dude that I, would I, be awesome i kept trying to put a bit together just because we have this idea of uh school shooters as like they're always like isolated weirdos like what if we just had like the just once i would just like to see one cool school shooter like, everything's just going fine for him. Girls like him. He's got good grades. But he's just like, nah, I want to I wanna do something for my people.
2: Yeah. He's like, you know what's better than Prom King? Five stars on Grand Theft Auto. Let's get that. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. So let's get back to the Beatles a little bit. So what, what are your memories of these guys growing up?
2: Um, growing up, I want to say that I Want to Hold Your Hand was my first Beatles experience. I had mm-hmm. a crush on a, on a nice young lady at the time. And I used that so you, song to to hold her hand.
0: Wait, how did, how did you use it to hold her hand? Did you sing I'm, it to her? Or?
2: I'm like, you hear what they're doing in the song. We were at the wave pool at, uh, <laughs> at some, what was it called? Enchanted Forest Water Safari. So like a, an amusement park. I'm like, dude, we're at the wave pool. Beatles, I want to hold your hand. I want to hold it. And it worked. And then after that, uh, I think Yellow Submarine was my next experience with them. And I was like, this is an actual band that sold records. (laughs) These people made money off of this shit.
0: It was a different time. People liked their uh, nautical vehicles and um, yellow was big. I don't know. This is, so this is another, to take it back to hip hop. One of the things I've heard is that uh, a a lot of like the mumble rap thing coming in now can be attributed to a, a lot of music Musical trends they feel like can be trend, uh, fucking tongue tied today can be tied to like the drugs that are popular in the scene at that time, yeah. And I've heard a few things that, like, well, hip hop is kind of the way it is today, and you know, this is gonna sound super ignorant, but I'm just repeating it from what I heard pretty much like the inner city discovered pills, so like they're fucking mellowing out. And this music at the time is very much influenced by psychedelics. At like lsd mushrooms weed to a certain extent but uh i think that's all very reflective and especially in the beatles there you heard them like teenagers i want to hold your hand and then you know it's a few years later and like gotten the fucking acid and you're uh experimenting you know
2: right yeah well it's funny a lot of people call mumble rap lean rap because a lot of Mm. these young mumble rappers are just sipping lean and and that's I don't like, know if that correlates of, as to why their lyrics just sound like static now, mm-hmm. but but lean yeah. is like codeine, right? Yeah, that'll make you that'll make you mumble. <laughs> Lean'll yeah. make you mumble. It's
0: a definitely. I've never I've never done lean. I haven't done most drugs. I think I think I tried coke once. And I'm just like I, I think I'm good.
2: Dude, it's the most overrated drug ever. It makes you so tired. And like. I'm like, oh, I just want to go to sleep.
0: Yeah, it, it, it,
2: I did it like twice in college. And it, like both times I went to sleep within like a half hour and woke up like 12 hours later feeling refreshed. Yeah, it I didn't do anything for me.
0: I, I had none of like the high of it. I felt like I drank a bunch of coffee. And it was like, yeah, it's, yeah <laughs> I felt like I need to go jog and burn this off. But I was I was also on vacation in Florida, which I feel like cocaine is just what you do on vacation in Florida. It's, it's
2: where it was born, dude.
0: Yeah. And the hilarity was that I wasn't 21 yet. So like it was easier for me to get cocaine in Florida than like a, a drink at a bar. A beer, yeah. <laughs> All right. So I guess let's get into some of the stuff here. Um trying to think. Let's not start with I and the Walrus, because that one's pretty easy to beat up. Okay. But uh I don't know, like none of like the lyrics of the latter day stuff really hit you, like you know hey jude which is about john lennon's son and it's, uh, that's another fun thing in the band could you imagine being in a band with a fucking guy and your songwriting partner says like oh yeah i wrote a song called hey jude it's about how you're a bad father but i'm gonna try to like <laughs> cheer your son up and be like it's okay i'm sorry your dad's a prick uh, spoiler alert he won't be around much longer but it'll be all wait, right
2: wait so i didn't hear this i've heard the song and i didn't know that was what it was about so give me the breakdown
0: Hey Jude is, uh, well, it was actually Hey Jules. Here, you know what? I'm going to bring up the lyrics and do a share screen here so we can. uh... Yes, you should watch the video version for any of this to make (laughs) sense. So yeah, pretty much Paul McCartney just felt really bad for uh, John Lennon's son, Julian. So the song was originally called Hey Jules so he just wrote a song to cheer him up like you know hey Jew don't make it bad take a say- song and make it better um, he made it like he's giving him girl advice but it really was like I feel bad for my songwriting partner's son because like John Lennon was deep into heroin and shit at the time yeah oh and I think yeah, the I other the other bad thing about John Lennon is uh, I think as soon as he found Yoko Ono he because j- uh, you know Yoko Ono his wife they say she broke up the Beatles because she's insane yeah Uh, pretty much. Once he had a kid with her, he didn't see this kid anymore. He just like I have a I have a new family. Sorry, Jules.
2: Oh, so this was his old son.
0: Exactly, this was his old son. Like you know, yesterday's news. Yesterday's Jules.
2: Yeah, that makes sense.
0: Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's all uh, I don't know. It's where he turns it all into a love song, basically, because it's the Beatles and. Uh, that's what Paul McCartney's known for. So when, yeah, when uh, John Lennon Paul McCartney started getting along less and less, he John Lennon always shit on Paul McCartney as saying like he writes grandma music, like he's just trying to cheer people up and shit.
2: Hey Jude is a grandma song.
0: That's fine. Grandmas need songs, you know.
2: <laughs> hey, uh, hey Jude's one of the one of the mainstream ones that I like, or not that I like, but I understand how people like it. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I get why people would like this song. It's not bad. Mm -hmm. Um, What was the other one you sent me the lyrics to? Happiness is a warm gun.
0: Happiness is a warm gun. Here, you know what? We're going to try. So again, to uh, avoid copyright problems, I recorded quick versions of these songs and they're going to be bad. But let's just take a listen real quick to Happiness is a Warm Gun as recorded by me. And let's appreciate
1: this. Bang, bang, shoot, shoot.
2: <laughs> this is slapping. Yeah. I don't, I don't hear anything at on my end. <laughs>
0: oh, you don't hear it? No. <laughs> Fuck, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on.
2: <laughs> but I liked it anyway.
0: <laughs> well, then it's better than uh, what I just tried to give you there. Okay. Hold on. I'm still new to screen sharing, and I think I have to share... Sound, that's what I need to do. Okay, yes, I need to do that again, because if you couldn't hear it, there's a good chance that the audience couldn't hear it. But they heard me doing the background vocals. Can you hear this? Yeah, I hear it now. Okay, bang, bang, shoot, shoot. So this song is all about heroin.
2: I was just thinking that, I'm like, this sound. This song sounds like a needle going directly into the arm. <laughs> well, like, that's
0: a, that is that is the warm gun. I can feel my finger on your trigger. Yeah. Nobody can do me any harm, and yeah. So, heroin
2: yes. is better <laughs> in the fridge. Keep your heroin cold or at room temperature. Paul McCartney. Doesn't have a wife as hot as me because she's Asian <laughs> and they get the best
0: heroin. If heroin is better at room temperature. That would be very interesting to know. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I, I think you really kind of nailed that. They have some weird nonsense lyrics to start out. Um, she's well acquainted with the touch of the velvet hand like a lizard on a window pane. The man in the crowd with the multicolored mirrors on his hobnail boots. Lying with his eyes while his hands are busy working overtime. A soap impression of his wife, which he ate and donated to the National Trust.
2: Yeah. What the fuck does that mean?
0: (laughs) I don't know. Well, more to the point, the line after that kind of gives away the song is, I need a fix because I'm going down. So.
2: I don't know how I missed that part of the song. Like, I I listened to this song twice. Mm Mm-hmm. A soap impression of his wife, which he ate and donated to the national trust because he's charitable with things that aren't worth anything. You're right. You're right. <laughs> That's the message they were spreading. Yeah,
0: but like you don't, you don't get anything of like how the song sounds. You don't have anything with the mood.
2: No, it I think it's, it's all overly it. produced. It's like a vixen porn video. I'm like, I'd rather see the amateur shit. I'm sure they were talented, <laughs> but also it's like I don't see. I don't think any of them were the best at what they did, if that makes sense. How are you going to form the super group with a bunch of role players?
0: Uh, I don't, I don't know how to feel about that. Cause like, I feel like they're there as songwriters, but yeah, none of them with the exception of George Harrison, none of them is like the best musician ever, but I feel like that is most music is like the virtuoso, the virtuoso people that like can just play are never the
2: biggest. I feel like Ringo is the most talented of the group. That
0: is a very... That is a hot take. Okay, explain that. Why is Ringo the, the most talented member?
2: I don't know. I actually heard that that was a hot take. So I don't need to <laughs> no, justify um, this bullshit. Hold on, dude. I'll find a reason right now.
0: Okay, go ahead. You find that. Well,
2: he was he was the drummer, right? Yes. Okay. He also uh, sang... So
0: uh, re- real quick, uh, the other the other band members treated him like shit. As a matter of fact, it, at a press conference, once they talked about like, oh, we heard uh, Ringo didn't play drums on this song. Why did Paul McCartney play drums on this song instead of Ringo? And I think John Lennon said, like, he's not a good drummer. He's not even the best drummer in the Beatles.
2: <laughs> Hold up, dude. If you want to find out why he's the best, Google Ringo Starr's Wikipedia and look at the picture of him from 2019. OK, this guy is 80 years old. He looks like Robert Downey Jr. Okay, hold on, hold
0: on, hold on. I got to Let me do a screen share so we can look at this. That does not look like an 80 year old man.
2: (laughs) Dude, this guy is is older than our president. (laughs) This guy is older than Joe Biden.
0: Well, He's older than Joe Biden and also I don't think Joe Biden had like six years where he was drowning in pussy and drugs Apparently that's the
1: answer
0: You know a, a weird thing that like a lot of these old rock stars and like Hollywood types do, they're all into transcendental meditation and they all maintain that like this keeps me like young and fresh
2: It looks like it dude
0: yeah, I mean, I think, like, stings into that shit. I know uh, the director, David Lynch. Actually, you know what? I'm going to look that. No, don't close that. Fuck, I need a producer for this goddamn thing. I need to, I need to start recording at a uh, drop tent with Neil again.
2: You're boycotting him? Say that again. Are, are you boycotting him for now?
0: I'm not boycotting him. I just don't have the money to pay him. And also, it's just... all scheming, I started this whole thing this whole podcast like during quarantine when there was nothing really to do right so okay so famous celebrities that do uh transcendental meditation david lynch jerry seinfeld oprah winfrey the beatles uh mick jagger clint eastwood hugh jackman so yeah all people
2: that are killing it
0: exactly I don't know. I, I, I would rather hear like people who practice transcendental meditation, the guy who pumps your gas, uh, <laughs> that cousin that used to steal from you a lot. I don't I don't trust anybody with like that high a success rate, but I guess I need to look into it. I don't know.
2: Yeah, and I, that sounds like one of those things that's like, oh, you should get a hyperbolic chamber. And we're like, oh, OK, where do I get one? They're like, it's forty thousand dollars. Like, eh, I don't know. Yeah,
0: I think hyperbolic chambers are greatly exaggerated. I don't know what the hell that works.
2: <laughs> no, neither do I. I just hear that rich people use them, and I'm like, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, there
0: is something, like, I don't know. I, I, I don't like conspiracy theories. I don't like the whole, like, they're lizard people, man. But then, like, the fucking Queen of England is 95 and still kicking. And, like, her right. husband just died at 99.
2: Yeah. No, and that I, guy I, was a vampire for sure.
0: Oh, Definitely. Definitely werewolf werewolf at the least
2: yeah at minimum
0: Say, like, why do they have to go to lizard people just just keep it mammals like it's like <laughs> the, the ruling class are secretly giraffes
2: <laughs> dude the lizard people thing always I, it always interests me because i i do like conspiracy theories um but yeah that one's one that i'm like i'm out on that but like it's certain like i love bigfoot i think bigfoot's a thing Mm. But then like we talked to this guy on the podcast last week that believes in Alaskan ice mermaids. Okay. And I was like I was like see this one I don't do.
0: Yeah, it's it, it is weird where like people draw the line on stuff like that cuz I've even seen that in the conspiracy community where people are like hardcore 9/11 truthers but at the same time just like but but they'll, they'll like give give on other stuff like oh well COVID I mean that's that's insane nine right. eleven <laughs> though was
2: <laughs> aliens yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah no that's always a funny line to see where it's drawn
0: I I feel bad I feel like conspiracy used to be more fun just because it it is a way to like open your mind and think of other things like uh, there was one I was really interested in called Project Rainbow You ever hear about that I've
2: heard what I've heard of it but what is it.
0: So it's Project Rainbow. It's also synonymously used with the Philadelphia experiment. Um, So the theory is that during World War II, they were trying to figure out a way to make ships invisible to radar. Because the whole way radar works is like it sends out these signals, it hits things, and it reports back to the sensor. So you can see things. It's basically echolocation. It's like the way bats move. So they were trying to use like if we just like flood this ship with like magnets and electricity, maybe it'll make that signal wonk out. And then that way we can come attack these people and they won't see us coming. And the conspiracy theory of project rainbow is they tried this experiment and it ended up making the ship teleport. So they said the ship teleported suddenly went from Philadelphia to Virginia and then popped back real quick. And then when they went on the ship, like guys were like welded into the walls. Like a- as if like all the matter had moved and then it had come back, like pretty much like you rematerialized slightly off. So if I'm sitting on this chair and I get teleported and then teleported back, the matter gets mixed up in me and now I'm half chair basically.
2: Dude, I got to look into this one.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it, there's no evidence behind it whatsoever. It's just... it's almost like slender man and that it was like kind of a cool story that just people ran away with meld
2: uh welded into walls that's
0: that's the theory you can find a lot of shit on it but uh there's i don't think there's any evidence it actually happened
2: i know what i'm doing for the rest of the day
0: yeah it's a it's a fun one all right let's pick out another song here um you know what we're going to do Rocky Raccoon. Did you listen to Rocky Raccoon?
2: I listened to Rocky Rocky Raccoon.
0: So yeah, I pick I picked this one because I think like, you know what? This has a little bit of hip hop to it where like guy stole his girl. He's going to come, you know.
2: He Talks about shooting somebody in the knees.
0: That's right. He's, he's going to shoot him down. This is this is the Beatles version of uh, Hit Him Up. <laughs> All right. Let's listen to a little bit of this. Somewhere
1: ah. in the black mining hills of Dakota.
0: Hold on, I don't need to start from that far back. And he said, "I'm gonna go get that boy." That's right. That's why so I fuck that, fuck that fuck your bitch, you fat motherfucker.
1: A room at the local Rocky raccoon. checked into his room only to find
0: This is so much longer than I remember it.
1: Gun. To shoot off the legs yep. Of his rival Fast forward to She and her man Who called himself Dan. We're in the next room At the hoedown
0: Okay, I'm feeling like this uh, episode Might have been a bad idea Because sitting and listening to myself I'm like, I'm not as comfortable
2: with this As I would have thought I'm into it yeah <laughs> but Just yeah, think of good. it as Ringo That's right
0: So basically the gist, there's a guy named Rocky Raccoon. Um, As a little kid, I always pictured him as like a fucking raccoon in people clothes.
2: Yeah. Like this movie doesn't, or this song doesn't do any justice, especially after Guardians of the Galaxy came out. And there's literally (laughs) a raccoon named Rocket and he shoots people in the legs. I'm like, well, now I know what this is about. If we're talking about conspiracies, maybe that's one.
0: Does he shoot people in the legs because they took his girl or like defending or guarding the galaxy? He
2: guards the galaxy.
0: Okay. Both. Both. Yeah. (laughs) He's protective. Does he have a Bible at any point?
2: A Gideon's Bible? No, but he has a machine gun, which could be uh, translated into Bible somehow.
0: I think if I'm guarding the universe, I'm going to do a better job with a machine gun than a Bible.
2: Exactly. But Jesus tried to guard the universe with the Bible and look how it worked out for him
1: You a christian
2: i grew up catholic but i'm not no okay yeah i don't i guess guess so i don't want i don't like saying no because then it's like i'm atheist Mm -hmm. and i think there's some shit out there but i'm not yeah yeah you You could kill my gods dude i wouldn't give a fuck
0: (laughs) yeah go ahead kill them i'm not using them
2: (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah,
0: I'm always. Uh, this is completely apropos of nothing. I, I just always wonder about that shit. Do you ever just get in like a late night spiral where you just think like, "Oh, I'm gonna die one day," and then like your brain just kind of wigs out for a minute. Yeah, all the time. I smoke a
2: ton of weed, dude. That's my whole life. But well, weed, <laughs>
0: weed makes me feel it even fucking
2: more, which is part yeah, of exactly. The
0: problem. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you're you're like looking into the abyss.
2: You're doing this on purpose. Yeah, I get I get comfortable in that paranoid state now. Cuz like, not comfortable, but like you got to get uncomfortable to get re-comfortable.
0: I get that. I get that. You got to you got to yeah. get got to get knocked loose to get settled down.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: All right. So, did you have any other uh, Beatles things you particularly stuck out? A- any any songs you particularly didn't like that weren't maybe the ones I chose?
2: Um no, I really just looked into the uh, the four that you sent me. So if mm-hmm. you want to do those other two, the I Am the Walrus and what was the other one? A Day in the Life. I listened to those. Um, yeah, like I said, I've heard like their mainstream ones beyond that, but it all, the the main thing that stuck out to me is the the fact that I don't think, I think they're considered one of the greatest of all time, but none of them individually are considered the greatest of all time. So I don't know how the band can be. You know what I mean?
1: uh i mean it it could be
0: it, it, i think the phrase they use is greater than the sum of their parts like they worked together particularly well i mean i don't I, I i do realize there's a lot of bias so here's the thing growing up i actually was not into the beatles because my 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 both my parents were young but like my dad was keeping up on the music at the time so like when I was little, he was playing me like the new Metallica, the new Aerosmith type thing, mm-hmm. but my mom, she, you know, like the fuddy duddy old Beatles. And because I liked my dad better as a kid, it's like ah, fuck mom and her tastes. What do you know, bitch? And <laughs> actually, I didn't fully get into the Beatles until I was dating a girl who uh, was way, way into them, and that was when I started really listening to like the albums and
2: stuff. Were you dating her in 1967?
0: Uh, no, she was, uh, she, uh, you threw me off for a second because she was 19, <laughs> but, uh, no, this was like 2010, oh, I shit. think well, there's some of those, I, I wonder how that's going to be growing up because I feel like a big split between people is whether they only listen to current music or whether they listen to old music.
2: I agree with that. Cause
0: I remember fuck i remember being in middle school and like talking about ozzy osbourne in class and this was like before the osbourne's reality show and one of the girls in the class is like who's that and that was like so weird that would to me that would be like you don't know i've never heard of this jesus character yeah just because i grew up with it so much and like you you don't listen like uh, you know
2: see i I always respected ozzy just because of like the bat thing and everyone knows crazy train so i was Mm -hmm. like this guy rules um, I do I agree with that though like the the whole era or the idea of I'm a hater on that era more than I am the Beatles individually like I think movies from that time sucked I think it's, it's maybe like five good movies that got made before 1992 ever. Ooh, I um, could
0: not disagree more let's let, let let's explore this for a second like what, what what about that time did you not like like what are what are some of the movies that gave you this impression
2: I just think the shit that you see now is just better. I just think with time everything gets better. It's like cars, it's like it's like people that are like, Oh, I want to drive this nineteen sixty-six Plymouth till I die. And I'm like, have you not seen the fucking 2019 whatever? Mm. But yeah, I think um dude, like karate kid was dope, Terminator one was dope. So I got tired of that, I struggle to find a good movie.
0: So not even like The Godfather?
2: No. Dude, The Godfather mm. was so long.
0: We're doing the wrong episode. That's what we need to be talking about.
2: Oh, we so- can do a part two. <laughs> the Godfather I- is such a gangster movie with no gangster shit that goes on. And I'm like, this is insane. It's like one, like one explosion, I think, in the first movie. Mm. I'm like, if I want to see an Italian mob movie, I want car bombs every 12 minutes.
0: Man, that's just there's there's none of the drama in it for you. You're you're there for like the spectacle, the, the explodey stuff.
2: Yeah, and I think that's why I think that's why I like movies now is because it is all like like John Wick's fucking awesome. It's all explosions.
0: See, uh, I I think part of the thing for the old stuff is I like sort of the aesthetics at the time. Like, I'll give you a, a weird thing I like, and it's tricky to even find you know how some stuff is like kind of ungoogleable or unyoutubeable just yeah. by the i love like the variety shows of the 60s and 70s when they would have like a different band come on every week so like i try to find it as like 60s 70s tv performances there's there's like no good term for it but uh but yeah it's just i like i like the way just hearing how differently it's not like oh this is better than anything else like oh this is how they put in that time, for whatever reason, how people put music together or how people put movies together.
2: Yeah. And no, like for the time, you got to respect it for what it is. But then also it's like, I don't know, maybe maybe that's just part of the generation I grew up in. But you're, you're I feel like we're in the same generation, technically.
0: Well, I think part of it is in my formative years, I was, lo- this is what we talked about. Uh, if you're only interacting with like the here and now, or if you're looking back, even in my formative years, I was always looking at older stuff. So even though it was older, it might as well, just because of the age I was watching it, it was still forming me as a
2: person, you know? Right. Yeah, no, I saw all those, like, older movies. I mean, music's different, but older movies especially. I'm like, I just like the shit that's out now.
0: Mm. I think I like some of the stuff. Like, you watch movies from the 60s or 70s, and just, like, just because of the film they use, like, everybody looks, like, really sweaty and
2: haggard. Yeah, exactly.
0: So you're saying, yeah, exactly. That's why it sucks. And I'm saying, yeah, exactly. That's why it's cool. Okay. <laughs> Dude,
2: give, me, tomato. give me 1080p, baby.
0: <laughs> no way, man. Analog. That's how this shit's done. <laughs> Fuck digital. All right. Let's listen to some of I Am The Walrus. This one I picked. This one is a silly fucking song. I just think it's kind of cool. I don't know. I like walruses. What can I say?
1: I am he as you are. He as you are me. All together
0: We're all each other, Drew
1: See how they run like pigs from a gun See how they fly
0: Fucking killing cops, I'm pigs crying. <laughs> crying feelings.
1: Sitting on a cornflake
0: Okay, I can't justify sitting on a cornflake We're
1: Waiting for the van to come corporation t-shirts stupid bloody tuesday man you bit a naughty boy you let your face grow long
0: so yeah da- down with t-shirts and tuesdays i'm liking this it's a protest song nobody likes yeah. tuesdays man i can respect monday for how shitty it is tuesday has nothing going for it
2: i respect that
0: it's not even honest with how much it sucks
2: what was oh, oh yeah keep going the
1: they are the egg-
2: tube
0: yeah that's a classic it's dumb as wait, fuck wait. but it's a classic
2: so run back those first couple bars
0: okay okay Well, hold on I almost fucked things up and I turned the volume way up that would have been very Ooh, bad
2: out.
1: <laughs> I am he as you are he as you are me we are all together
2: okay I'm in so far
1: see how they run like pigs from a gun see how they fly
2: so is that, is that really... Did he say pigs from the gun? Yep, see
0: how they run like pigs from a gun.
2: I wonder if he was talking about shooting cops.
0: Maybe. I mean, this is right around the time. I mean, uh, Bob Marley wrote it and Eric Clapton covered it of I Shot the Sheriff. You were know? they
2: calling cops pigs in the 60s?
0: Oh, yeah. I think, yeah, they were definitely pigs already by then. Damn, dude. And even if it's not specifically cops, I know... Did you ever uh, have to read the book for school, Animal Farm? Yes. Yeah. Well, the pigs in that were total assholes. Like, okay. They, You're they were right. supposed to just be like fascist dickheads. You're right. Poor okay. pigs, man. What, what did pigs do to get such a bad reputation? Like, we call them cops. We call them fascists. Muslims think they're dirty and won't eat them. Jews think they're dirty and won't eat them. It's one of the only things Jews and Muslims agree on.
2: That that I do understand if you go like with like months without eating pork and then eat pork, your stomach will be fucked up. So I understand people that have never eaten pork Mm. and then they try it and they're like, this fucking makes me feel like shit, but I'm going to call,
0: I'm going to call every person. I don't like a pig because I got a tummy ache.
2: (laughs) No pigs rule, dude. Big fan of the animal.
0: I, I, I stopped eating pork this year. Uh, because my name is Jesse Wa Saleem. No, I'm not Muslim. Um, <laughs> nah, I just you know what it is. I'm uh, my my girl's vegan, so even if I don't want to be vegan, I have to think about the shit more than I otherwise would have. Right. And just like you do, see videos of like pigs and cows just like out in nature, and just like oh, they're like smart. Like I, I just I feel kind of bad for them. That's all. Pigs
2: are very smart, but they also they fuck shit up. They're like a huge like feral pigs are a huge problem. But that's oh, also not what we're eating. So. Yeah,
0: I, I'd kill a feral pig in a second. Fuck that. Yeah. But yeah, at this point, all I really eat is uh I eat turkey and I eat chicken. And okay. there's no way around it. I justify that with uh they are too dumb to deserve to live. Like
2: Big fan of the bird.
0: That's right. It's like if you have two chickens sitting right next to each other and you slit the one chicken's throat, that other chicken is not smart enough to run away. He's not smart enough to help. He just kind of sits no. there. Like, yeah, what's up
2: Yeah, when's my turn?
0: Yeah. Like, so what are we doing? Are we, are we, are we getting ice cream? we go going to a movie. We're going to fuck some chicks. <laughs> well, actually, I, I guess fucking a chicken, chicken language is pedophilia. So that's really not. So that so that chicken had it coming.
2: Yeah, true. Yeah, fuck that he dude. deserved it, dude. He spoke it into existence. <laughs> that's a crazy uh correlation.
0: I mean, really, the honest to god truth is I want to eat meat, so I'm justifying it. It it'll take one friendly, smart chicken, and I'll feel bad, but we'll see. But like, yeah, pigs and cows, it's just like, eh, I can I can live without that. We kind of treat them like shit. Makes sense. Which is funny, because my girl has said, like, you know, I really thought I was going to talk you into eating less meat with, like, the environmental thing. And then it turns out, like, I just need to show you a video of, like, a cow and a pig that are friends. Like, I have, <laughs> I have such a child's understanding of, like, but they're my buddies. I can't eat them.
2: <laughs> You're just like, yeah, they're dumb. Leave them there. They're not harming nobody.
0: Exactly. Yes. Yeah, so leave, them, leave them be to be dumb and fun. Oh yeah. All right. Um I think I have one last one. And this one I think this one's the tricky one to shit on cuz this is just it, it's again a little weird just cuz the song's not really about anything. And actually I'm only covering a part of the song. The song actually has a whole second half. This song famously uh John Lennon and Paul McCartney just wrote two entirely different songs and then stuck them together. That's why the very the very beginning is all uh you know i read the news today oh boy about well fuck it i'll play the stupid song the problem is i only recorded the john lennon half so it's not like you can and that's hear. the beginning yeah the beginning yeah
1: i read the news today oh boy about a lucky man who made the grade. And though the news was rather sad Well, I just had to laugh I saw the photograph He blew his mind So
0: I like that this song has like a very weird vibe that I can't tell what it's about or where it's going and then he suddenly talks about the guy killing himself in traffic
2: Play play that part.
1: (laughs) He blew his mind out in a car. He didn't notice that the lights had changed. A crowd of people stood and stared. They'd seen his face before. Nobody was really sure if he was from a house of Lords
0: that is not my falsetto they do do a falsetto in there dude that was yours (laughs) but yeah but so i don't know there's a weird it's not really sure what it's about but uh it's definitely painting a picture like a bunch of people crowding around a a car of a guy who just blew his brains out like I, i i guess like the car the the line he hadn't noticed that the light had changed like everybody's walking up like dude it's a green light why aren't you going oh your head's blown off okay
2: Yeah, I guess I didn't break down the lyrics as much on that one because somehow I missed that, too. But I listened Mm -hmm. to the song yesterday and this morning again. um, I don't know. Dude, they all sound very similar to me.
0: Really? I mean, uh, that might have had to be, like, the ones that I picked out.
2: Right. Maybe. Yeah, it could be just those. And, yeah, like I said, I know they're diverse, but I don't know. Even even thinking on it now, even their mainstream – songs aren't better than anybody else's i don't think like what do you think their best three songs are
0: um honestly i don't think they would be the well happy um happiness is a warm gun is one of my favorites just because it has a very weird creepy feel to it feels like musical heroin basically okay um here you know what i think i can get around this by playing this is a uh cover version of so, yeah, if if we hadn't been talking lyrics so much I would have probably gone with this uh, being helter skelter this is a cover version so maybe this won't ding anything how about no how about fuck yourself with your poles stop, stop, stop. Oh, one, two, three,
1: when you get to the bottom you go back to the top of the slide and you stop, you turn
0: So, this one I can get behind just cause like it's a fucking banger. Like it's got a great thing, got great riffs to it. Great uh, vocals happening
2: here. Oh. I'm guessing this doesn't sound like the Beatles version of this.
0: Actually, no. This is this is
2: easily. Yeah, this sounds like it rips.
0: This is easily the heaviest song the Beatles ever wrote. Which at that like this is It's considered that Black Sabbath like invented heavy Metal and Black Sabbath's first album was Not until two years after this album So But yeah this one definitely rips also Helter Skelter if you don't know uh, This is one of the songs again Talking conspiracy theories that Charles Manson heard and he was Convinced the Beatles were communicating to him That Helter Skelter was The race war that was going to start and that's why Charles Manson started killing people. Okay, he he wanted I, to help start the race wars.
2: I've heard of uh, Helter Skelter. They didn't the Misfits do like an album about that, or remake I've, this song? Maybe
0: they might have covered it. A, a few people. You know what's funny? I only realized now. Like fuck, I should have just looked up cover versions. I could have skipped that whole bullshit. Uh, right. Uh, well, you know what? Maybe I'll think of another song to play then in a second. So. But yeah, so that song fucking rips, even though, again, it makes no sense. Like when I get to the bottom, I go back to the top of the slide. I stop and turn and go for a ride. Like maybe the Beatles should have made their songs about something. And then it wouldn't have been as easy for Charles Manson to say, oh, it's about a race war, which I need to start right now.
2: Dude, it's crazy that that guy lived as long as he lived. Like he yeah. started, he s- tried to start a genocide in the '60s, and then recently died. That's mm. nuts.
0: Oh yeah. Well, uh, you know what's funny? You mentioned before when you were talking about the time period. One of the things I I love when I hear it is to just think of like the parameters of everything happened at the time when the Beatles were starting. We weren't even like 20 years away from like Hitler and World War II, which that yeah, would be nuts. like. That would be like fucking if we had Hitler the same time as like Fallout Boy, right.
2: <laughs> which is just weird. Dude, we had Osama bin Laden at the same time as Fallout Boy. So different sure. characters, for sure, but
0: different facial hairstyles, but still.
2: Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, Both very distinct.
0: Oh, you know what? Okay. Here is uh, another cover song from the time uh this one is actually this is funny this ties directly back to what i mentioned about the taxes uh sucking in the uk at the time the beatles wrote a song about it called tax man oh stop with your fucking things come on just show me let me tell you- It, it is weird to think in a time One when... One for you,
2: 19 for me. Is that what you were referring to? 90% taxes?
0: Yes. Where, like, literally, like, I'm taking all of it. And Oh, this line here. Be thankful I don't take it all. Be thankful I don't take it all. He's playing with the tax man as, like, a real, like, I'm going to take all your shit. What the fuck are you going to do about it?
1: Right.
0: And it's funny that this is a time where Vietnam is happening and people are dying. And they're talking about that. As well, but they're also talking about like, by the way, my tax bill is way too fucking high. Oh, wait, hold on. This is actually good lines here. Hold on. So, yeah, if you try to sit, I'll tax the seat. If you try to walk, I'll tax your feet. Just like
2: As far as, I guess. Very like, yeah, I don't know. Is this hypocritical too of what they were doing though? Because like we were saying earlier, it's how they're hypocrites and they're writing these tax man songs. And I guess it isn't necessarily hypocritical because they're putting out the message of what people Mm -hmm. in England are still going through. But the the Beatles weren't living by no 90% Dude, how do people live under 90% taxes? What the fuck? Well, so here, here's the thing a lot is, of people is money fake over there. Here's like the do thing... they just pay everybody a billion dollars? <laughs> like... Might as well. See, here's
0: the thing a lot of people don't realize about the tax thing. And unfortunately, well, not unfortunately. I've only realized this because I'm finally making enough money to be in a tax bracket. Um, so when they say like, oh, if you make over say you make over fifty thousand dollars, well, you get taxed at 30%. Well, what that means is that if you make eighty thousand, uh, say that's fifty thousand dollars, it's every dollar after that that gets that. So, say back then, if you, uh, oh well, if you make a million dollars, it's a ninety percent tax bracket. You get to keep things below that, like your first fifty thousand, you get to keep eighty percent. But if you're like that, ninety percent doesn't kick in until you're making like. If you have two million dollars, that second million you're only getting ten from that, but you still get right. the first million. Whoa! I just yanked my fucking headphones out. But uh,
2: that makes sense. Yeah, uh, it's that's, what, that's one of those things that I never like. It's cliche, but like you don't learn about it in school, and like everyone's like, why don't they teach you about taxes in school? But like they really didn't. And then yeah, I got to like the point where I had a job, and I was like, oh, I gotta learn how to do these. Oh, yeah,
0: no, that pissed me off very young, where I felt like if if I'm making min if I'm making minimum wage, like just don't tax me like, well, yeah, you'll get all your taxes back at the end of the year. And it's like, I never really liked that because it's like, no, this is my fucking money. like that yeah. that sets up like a mental idea that like this is their money they're letting me play with, and they were nice enough to give it back. like, no, let me just fucking keep it.
2: That's exactly what it is though. and like you said, like, no, fuck that. Let me just have it. And then I'll have it at the end of the year rather than you give it back to me at the end of the year. What is this What is this loan system we're working on? If you'd worked for the money, exactly, give me the money.
0: That's why, I mean, not that I want the IRS to come audit me or anything, but that's why I worked under the table for many, many years. And-
2: fucking dare him,
0: dude. That's no, right. Kidding. You ain't gonna do shit, fucking DC. The tax
2: man. You yeah! won't do shit. <laughs> the tax man he's a little well, bitch yes
1: <laughs> i'm going to fuck your wife tax man
2: um that'd be crazy if you couldn't afford your taxes and a guy just came and fucked your wife he's like well this is you're going to pay either way
0: i mean i've heard crazier <laughs> i've heard crazier government systems like that could be isn't that what happens in braveheart isn't it like oh you couldn't pay your taxes let me let me see spend a night with a missus
2: yeah, damn. Dude, those Scottish people are crazy. Yeah, they are.
0: Alright, um, shit, I don't think we have anything else here, unless... Oh, let me let me see if I can't find another one. Uh, Alright, you know what? This, I might be able to get away with because I don't think it's copyrighted. Uh, they're gonna get me on this, but fuck it, it's worth it. So, uh, after George Harrison died, I think that was like mid-2000s, something like that, um, at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame that year, they did a, an all-star tribute to him of all these rock stars, some bigger than others, doing a cover of uh, While My Guitar Gently Weeps. So up there, you have Tom Petty, uh, Steve Winwood, Jeff Lynne, who were in like bands way back. Uh, also, Danny Harrison, who was George Harrison's son. So this is essentially a tribute song, a, a memorial to you know George Harrison having just died. While my guitar gently weeps, great song we can I'll listen say to it a, Prince. We're gonna get to that, but just we'll, we'll give a second here. So many dead people on this stage, unfortunately.
2: Who's that singing? Tom Petty?
0: Yeah, it's Tom Petty. I think the other guy is Jeff Lynn. I forget who he was with. I think he was with a band called Mott the Hoople. Mott the Hoople. It's one of those bands where it's like they never got hugely famous, but everybody who loved their
2: band became like the biggest stars ever. Okay. So I've heard this song. I didn't know this was the Beatles. I like this. Oh, one. yeah. This is a good song.
0: Well, what I, th- I actually
2: thought this was Prince for some reason.
0: Uh, well, there's a reason you think it's Prince because he is widely, despite this being a memorial thing, like we're, we're paying tribute to George Harrison uh, Prince comes in for, with the guitar solo at the end and makes this memorial song all about him and fucking yeah. like, crushes it.
2: That rules. Yeah, Prince.
0: Fucking
1: nasty.
0: See, I kind of miss that. Where like you would have guys who like on the down low were just incredible. Like you could listen to Prince and not realize that he could play his instruments like that fucking well. He could. I had no
2: idea he even played guitar. I just I just thought Prince sang his ass off and danced. Yeah. And played basketball.
0: You know, it's funny. I remember when Prince died, I actually was a little confused because there was this outpouring like, oh my God, not Prince. And like, I hadn't realized people loved him like that. Like I got that with Michael Jackson, but I never realized Prince was like the guy.
2: No, I know Prince more just off of like the culture. um But I honestly know Prince from the Chappelle show and like mm. the Super Bowl performance. hmm. Um, Purple Rain was dope, but like other than that, I can't tell you another Prince song off the top of my head. I'm sure I know him if I hear him. Oh, I'm know, like, oh, like, this rules.
0: You'd know uh, 1999. Yeah, like
2: yeah. It's like if I hear him, I would know him. But mm-hmm. um yeah, just off the top of my head, like I don't listen to Prince, but I did think he was dope, just like for the the cultural impact he had.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. And I I also just remember growing up in the 90s when he he changed <laughs> to fuck with his record label. He changed his name to a symbol just like just a fuck one like i don't want to be with you guys anymore i'm going to make this as hard for you as possible and (laughs) he kept putting out banger albums he just like i don't want these assholes to make
2: any money off of it oh so he was doing that under a different name so they weren't getting money off it
0: uh he did it so it would be harder for them to well you know it's funny he actually did it in very much in like a dave Chappelle, like i'm taking my name back like yes i'm stuck I'm stuck with the. Uh, I I have to make music for you. I have a contract, but like you are not, you're not going to take my essence, who I am. That's dope. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Here is the symbol that he went with. So yeah, like there were years where professionally, this was they referred to him as the artist formerly known as Prince because he legally changed his name to this symbol that he made. That's up.
2: funny because I've I've heard him. I've heard that the uh, the artist formerly known as Prince, but I never knew mm. what it meant. I feel like they said that on Chappelle's show and I just thought it was a joke.
0: It was a very hacky joke for people to use for like 10 years. Okay, I, think I didn't like, know that. Yeah, but um, all right, you know what? I, I think we've uh, talked enough about the Beatles and I think that uh, you actually made a pretty good case. I, I don't think you said anything in particular, Rob. is was like, you're wrong on that. Like, nah, they're, they're a mixed bag
2: here's what i got from this experience i don't hate them as much as i thought they did mm-hmm. but i still don't think they're great well we will
0: have to agree to disagree on that i
2: think they're i think they're good
0: well you know what? hold on what before we wrap up then who would you consider great like wh- who wh- what
2: is the reference you're working with here um in that category or just musically uh like just general? just musically in in general um I like Skinnard a lot. Skinnard was great. Mm. I'm gonna go Whitney Houston was great.
0: Th- that's what I don't get. She had like four songs, I-, I thought.
2: Uh she's another one that had a lot of good deep cuts. If you mm-hmm. go into the albums and listen to the one, okay. the songs without a star next to them. She had some good songs. See, um, I,
0: I I knew her like children are the future. She wants to be somebody and she'll always love her bodyguard. Like that's all I know.
2: She yeah, she switched up a lot because Whitney started very like, um I forget if it was the start or the end of her career. They either. It was vice versa. Um, One of the two, she was like very like emotional and putting out like, and I will always, like shit like that. I would uh-huh. actually
0: said that was probably like the middle of her career. Cause that's okay. like, uh, unfortunately this is the way to put it, which just cause in the eighties, I feel like she had some pop hits, but she was still mostly like black music. Yeah. And I will always love you is when she became everybody, like everybody right. embraced her.
2: Yeah. Cause I was going to say, and then there was another time in her career where it was very like pop oriented. Um, Dude. Also this might throw you off. I, I feel like you're going to hate this one. I think you too is great.
0: Oh. F- Fuck! Why?
2: U two is great.
0: I don't get what anybody likes about them. It's dude.
2: They they have great songs. I I would have to go back and um. I know I might be a hypocrite here, dude. I would have to go back and listen again to the songs. So I feel like the the U two album I grew up on was like my parents had a U two greatest hits album and just Uh, played that all the time. I was like, these guys rule. Um, Journey rules. Fleetwood Mac rules and Jay-Z rules that's greatness to me
0: I need I need to get into Jay-Z I I know like I know the singles again like, I, I just have such a weird background in hip-hop that I honestly don't know what makes a hip-hop album like great because to me it almost feels like a little static it's a little bit like the same all the way through
2: yeah I don't dude. Know. to me to me he's the greatest artist of all time um go if you want like jay-z shit to listen to it's not like i mean you've probably heard some of it it's not too mainstream but like the albums are great straight through um i think the the black album's probably my favorite jay-z album Uh, i was
0: i I was just looking on my record shelf yeah my girl has a copy of the black yeah the black
2: album um classic and then american gangster i think is very slept on okay um. Yeah, check out American Gangster if you got time to listen to some hove.
0: I'll do that. I'll do that. All right, Drew, thank you very much for being on the podcast. Remind us again where we can find you.
2: Thank you, man. This was dope. Um, Drew Montana on Instagram, DRU underscore Montana, and then Durag and The Deer Tag also on Instagram, YouTube, um, everywhere, man. And then, yeah, we do it live, and then we do a roast battle after every monday at raven so check it out
0: that's right if you're in philly go check them out they're uh basically in like the middle of the city at 20th and sansom not too far from helium comedy club where you could see me june 15th do you got a uh, funniest coming up are you in philly's funniest
2: yeah i forgot about that may 19th so this wednesday coming up um i don't know when this comes out but yeah check that out if you're in the city
0: I'm going to, uh, I'm going to put it up tonight and I won't be able to promote it till Tuesday because I am in Facebook jail for fighting with somebody's uncle.
2: I will be promoting the shit out of it then. May 19th. <laughs> Here Philly's funniest.
0: All right. Yeah. So yeah, if you're in Philly, May 19th, come check him out. Um, Drew, thanks for doing this, man. I'm going to stop recording. You and I can still chit chat for a second.
2: All right, cool. Thanks again, man. Yeah, no problem.